0: Welcome to the All Things Overlanding Podcast. My name is Fletch, and I'll be your host. Are you ready for some great Overlanding content? Then let's get into it. Hey everybody, Fletch from All Things Overlanding here. On today's episode of the podcast slash vlog, we're going to be talking about the evolution of myself as an Overlander, my gear as an Overlander, my vehicle as an Overlander, Um, and what I mean by that is I just kind of find it really interesting and really fun to kind of think back to kind of where I started even just a few years ago to where I am now. And I wanted to kind of convey that to you guys because, you know, I think a lot of my listeners and my YouTube subscribers and stuff are also fairly new to Overlanding. And so I wanted to kind of give you something to look forward to, right? I wanted to kind of tell you how much more fun Overlanding is for me now than it was even just a few years ago based on all the stuff that I've learned and all the improvements that I've made to my setup and that sort of stuff. So that's what today's episode is going to be about. So I hope you're excited. It's going to be a good one. Um, before we dive in, wanted to touch on my featured partners really quick. So as always, Overland Addict, uh, check out the link down below. This guy's awesome. His website is awesome. They've got a ton of awesome overlanding gear. So I, I know I said oh, awesome three times in a row, um, but go check him out down in the description below for anything related to overlanding. Um, Last US Bags, another great, great, great partner of mine um, located out west, but they make some fantastic quality overlanding bags so everything you could possibly imagine tool rolls um, stuff for your kitchen stuff which is what i use some of their stuff for i have a bunch of their stuff and i really love it Um, third more overland expo it's an expo that's coming up in February 2021. It's going to be amazing. Um, 80,000 square feet, tons and tons of vendors and, and people presenting. So you're definitely going to want to check that out. And then last but not least, Northology Adventures slash Northology Overland. It's it's kind of both, but um, go to the link down below, click through that. She has got a free Overlanding magazine that comes out every month, and she also does some cool like trip stuff. So definitely go to her website and check that out as well. All right, so that being said, let's get into the video. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Alright, guys, so as I mentioned, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about kind of my evolution as an Overlander. And again, like there have been some videos where like I've talked about like how my gear has changed over the years and that sort of stuff. That's not exactly what this video is going to be about. This is more about like how exciting and how much fun it is to kind of learn and grow as you go right? So um, we're going to start with skills. That was kind of the first thing that I wanted to talk about was my evolution of my skills. So kind of thinking back to, you know, when I was still an overlanding noob and stuff, like when I first bought my truck. Um, For those of you that don't know, I have a Nissan Xterra. Love that truck. It's a great truck. Um, But when I first bought that truck, My only experience had been I had a Jeep Cherokee XJ and I had taken it to like off-road parks, right? So I'd never really done any camping out of it. I never really had to think a whole lot about like how to pack gear, how to make the most use of the small space that I had, that sort of stuff. It was more of just a I'm going to go to an off-road park and I'm going to see how cool stuff I can do in this thing, right? Um, So when I bought my Xterra, that had been my experience. So at first, I was kind of like, I got to build this thing. I need a big lift. I need big tires. I need a bumper. I need, you know, I need all these things. And so I kind of started it that way. So that was based on my skill set and based on what I had learned from my previous experience. That was kind of the the approach that I took to it, right? So I put a two and a half inch lift on it. Um, I put 33 inch all terrains on it. Uh, I started to look for like used armor and things like that because I was just like, this is an uh, an off-road rig, right? That I'm also going to take camping. So that was kind of the way that I looked at it. Um, so since then though, as I've kind of gone and learned and, and gone on a bunch of trips and stuff now, I've learned a lot about you know, being very selective in kind of like the trails that you take, being selective in the obstacles that you're going to overcome, making sure not to push yourself too far and risk, you know, possibly damaging your rig and getting abandoned, that sort of stuff. And I've kind of also learned that, you know, just building like the biggest, baddest off-road beast isn't necessarily the the only goal of overlanding, right? As a matter of fact, it's probably pretty low on the totem pole um if you've been doing research on overlanding and things like that then i'm sure that you've seen all kinds of different rigs right like you've probably seen people with subaru outbacks you've probably seen people with you know car i've seen people with cars and stuff that go overlanding which is fascinating to me and just awesome i mean maybe they can't tackle like giant huge rocks in moab or things like that right it may limit their you know where they can go and some of the paths and trails that they can take But, like, there's really not a lot that it limits. Here in Indiana especially, you could do just about anything regardless of what your vehicle is. Um, So, again, now that I've kind of grown a little bit as an overlander, as I've started to, like, learn more and more, there's definitely some skills that I've picked up that I did not possess when I first started. Um, So one of those is recovery. Right. So again, I'm used to that off-roading. I'm used to going in a big group of eight or 10 guys and we go out and you do dumb stuff and you get stuck. And And so like my gear when I started overlanding was off-road based. So it was like a couple, you know, metal D-ring shackles and like a recovery strap. Right. When you go overlanding, it's a little bit different. And especially in my case, I go overlanding solo quite a bit. So I go by myself. So that totally changes everything. D-rings and a, and a recovery strap for me do me no good if I'm out by myself in the middle of nowhere and I get stuck. Um, so I had to sort of change up my my knowledge on the recovery. I had to learn how to use a winch. I had to you know, learn more about traction boards and, and when they can be used and how to bridge with them and that sort of stuff. Um, and I just, I learned more and more about my gear even itself to say, okay, yeah, what I have doesn't work, but I need traction boards. I need a winch. I need, you know, snatch blocks. I need the, the thing for my high lift that can be used to lift the truck up to change a tire if I need to. I need Colby valve stems, right? In case I rip a valve stem out. There are things that that I've kind of picked up and learned how to do. And from the skill side, you know, I never installed a, an emergency replacement valve stem before I had to do it. And so you learn from that it's the same with like tire patch kits and stuff like that right like there are skills that you have to learn it's not always just about going out and buying the right gear or spending a ton of money on gear you also have to pair that with the component of learning right you have to learn better ways to recover how to use that recovery gear how to use a high lift that's something that not a lot of people have done the first time i used it i was a little nervous about it you know you hear these horror stories of it kicking out And it's a little sketchy. I will say that it is a little sketchy when you put all that weight of the vehicle on it, especially if you're off road and you're in like some weird area or someplace where you just don't have a good place to put the high lift to get the vehicle up in the air. So, but you have to learn all of that stuff, right? So never stop learning. That's kind of one of the things that has evolved the most for me is continually learning. Um, Another thing that I've evolved my skills on drastically is cooking, right? So like back in the day, and I've mentioned this in a couple of videos, but like I used to just bring Lunchables or like hot dogs and buns. And like that would be about the extent of it, right? You grab a stick off a tree, you jam your hot dog on it, you put it over the fire, you cook it, you put it on a bun, you're done, right? Like you're good. That's how I used to cook every single trip. That was about as as glorious and, and magical as cooking got. Well, since then, you know, I've... I've grown my gear, I've grown my knowledge, and now I, you know, I can cook full-fledged meals. I've got a fridge, I can take food with me. I you know, there's so much more that gets opened up and it just makes it more and more enjoyable. So, as you learn those skills, as you get better gear as you grow as an overlander, then you can do cooler and cooler stuff. And again, there's no dollar, like set dollar amount or like barrier to entry here. Like, you could have really inexpensive, really cheap gear. You could do all your cooking over a fire. You just have to learn the skills and get the bare bones equipment that you need to be able to do that thing. Um, So, cooking is another thing that my skills have evolved in that, you know, definitely be looking for like overlanding cooking, camping. Cook camp cooking that kind of thing to learn more about the gear that you could use on the type of food that you want to cook and the skills that you need to know about um, to be better at cooking when you go overlanding um, setup i know that's a very vague and, and large term but like again when i started like i'd never really been hammock camping before but i was like it's small it doesn't take a bunch of room it seems like it would be comfortable i'm gonna be a hammock camper and i went out a few times with a hammock and i really liked it but like the first one i had did not have a bug net and so I'm like an idiot. I'm out there and I hang it up and I put my tarp over it and I lay down and go to sleep. And then all night I'm just like, you know, getting attacked by bugs and it's just not comfortable. It was not fun. And and I learned my lesson. So I bought another hammock with a net on it and then I upgraded. Right. I learned more. Um, and that was better. Right. It was good. And for a while that was fine. But I like to go mostly in the fall and the winter. And then the hammock gets a little bit cold. There are guys that I know that go camping in hammocks in the winter. So good for them. Um, but for me, it was just too cold. Um, so then I moved to like a cot in a tent because I did not want to lay on the ground because that's painful. It just hurts your back. And when I wake up the next morning, I guess I'm old. It's just not fun. Um, so then I evolved from hammock camping to a cot in a like an instant up tent. So it was a really quick setup. It's like a, you know, one of those Coleman pop-up tents. Um, I've talked about it before. I'll put a link in the description below. But those Coleman pop-up tents are awesome. Um, they take two seconds to set up. They take a couple minutes to tear down, but they're still pretty quick. And then you throw a cotton inside of there and throw a, you know, a wool blanket and a and a sleeping bag and a pillow in there, and you're good to go. And it's pretty comfortable, and I slept really well like that. And so for a while I was like that, but then I kind of learned, like, okay, I'm still down on the ground. I've still got to deal with animals. I've still got to deal with bugs. You know, my tent started to malfunction after a a couple of years of hard use. The zippers started to not work. And so I said, okay, before I go out and spend more money on a new tent, what do I really want to do? And then that's when I kind of evolved up to a rooftop tent. Um, But again, I didn't want to spend a bunch of money there. So I built my own right and so that's what I mean by there's no barrier to entry like you don't have to don't look at at other people's overland rigs and say oh wow they spent 30 grand on their rig yeah great that's fine you don't have to do that to go out and have a good time Um, so grow your skills grow your knowledge set build some of your own stuff do some DIY stuff. Um, and learn from it right and then eventually like eventually I will probably just buy a rooftop tent because I would like to have one that's a little bigger I would like to have one that's a little more comfortable I would like to have one that's a little bit higher quality right Um, but for now I've learned so much from the DIY tent that my skills have grown immensely just in like fabrication of like wood projects sewing like there's so many things that you can learn from that and you can grow your skills um more skills that you can evolve and focus on are trail clearing. So, again, when I first started, I didn't really know what I'm doing. I'm, you come across a down tree, and I'm like, do I ram it with the truck? Do I attach a toe strap and try and pull it? You know, now I have a winch, so now I, I've had to learn kind of how to use that, how to cut it. I used to have like a hatchet or an axe, and then I moved up to a chainsaw. So again, like as you learn and grow in overlanding, your your gear will get better and your knowledge will get better on how to do that stuff. And it gets even more fun, right? So that's kind of where I'm going with this is that as you grow and learn, it gets to be even more fun. Um, and then, of course, driving, right? Like your skills in driving are only going to get better the more you do it. So... The best way to learn any of this stuff, you know, of course, I like YouTube videos. I'm a big YouTube junkie. I am on YouTube, so I, I enjoy YouTube quite a bit. But like, you can learn stuff from videos, you can learn stuff from reading books, but then you have to get out and you have to apply it, right? You have to get out and you have to test your gear, you have to test your skills. You have to, that's how you're the best way that you're going to learn is just to get out there and do it, right? Um, and that goes for driving too. So, I mean, I've, I've done some autocross stuff in the past. Kind of my history is I've, I've always been a huge car guy since high school. Um, so, I've always really fancied myself as a pretty decent driver and i've i've worked really hard to like build those skills up in car control and you know just everything to do with with being a better driver when to be cautious when to give it gas how to modulate throttle all that kind of stuff is important Um, but again there are a ton of videos you can watch there are a ton of books you can read there's a ton of info that you can glean. but until you get out there and you just do it You're not going to be as good as you possibly could be. So get out there, take trips, learn how to drive off-road, get yourself stuck, but be careful and go with friends those first few times, right? So you have an avenue, a way to get recovered. Um, But get out there and just drive. Get used to driving through mud, sand, over rocks, you know, how do you place your tires? How do you spot people? You know, all that good stuff is all stuff you can learn and stuff that you will learn fastest from just going and doing it. Um, So that kind of covers like my evolution of skills, right? So that is... Kind of the first part that I wanted to talk about. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news, Um, I've kind of touched on this a little bit in the evolution of skill because they kind of go hand in hand, right? Like they're kind of one and the same. So as you grow your skills, as you start to outgrow your, you know, your initial skills and some of your gear, then you will buy better gear and you'll have to learn to use it. Right. Um, so like some examples of this are, you know, and I mentioned this in the last one, but like the hammock with no net to a hammock with a net to an instant tent with a cot to a rooftop tent. Right. In all those situations they are all different. Um, And I'm not going to pretend like a hammock is hard to set up, but it can be kind of tricky, right? Like the very first time I ever went backpacking, I just bought my hammock. I never used it before. And I was with a buddy and we went hiking and we get to a place that we wanted to camp. And I was like, cool. And I found two trees and I'm like, I laid my little hammock down on the ground and I'm like, okay, yeah, that looks about right. I tied them up to the trees. I get in the hammock and I kid you not, it just V's in the middle, right? It just V's and I'm on the ground. And then I'm like, okay, there's no other trees that are really farther apart. We had already picked our camp. My buddy had already set up his tent and all his stuff, so we weren't moving. And I'm like, well, I don't want to go sleep 100 feet away from him out in the middle of the woods by myself. So then I was like, well, I guess I'll just, like, sleep on the ground or something, right? Like, you just have to make it work. But so because of my lack of knowledge of how to set up a hammock, because of my lack of knowledge on that that equipment... Um, That was a rough night like that was that was a bad night and it taught me a very valuable lesson that like go out and practice go out and learn how far apart trees need to be if you're going to be a hammock camper. Same with tents all tents are different right Um, good example that Coleman instant up tent easy to set up you pop it out has a little strap you take the strap off you throw it up in the air and it goes and it just pops up. Um, but tearing it back down the first time that i tore that thing down it's like a maze like you have to there's these very complex directions it's just really annoying because it's actually very difficult to get this tent to tear down you have to like take it and like fold it in half like a giant taco and then like grab one part and grab another part and like twist your arms together and do all this crazy stuff to get it to go back together once you learn how to do that then it's a piece of cake um but it takes time to sort of learn that stuff same with the rooftop tent right like They're fairly easy to set up, but you have to learn the secrets. You have to learn how to, you know, get it up quickly if it's going to be raining, that sort of stuff. But there definitely was, in conjunction with the skills part of that, an evolution of that gear, right? So, like I said, it it sucked being out in the bugs, fixed that with the net. Kind of got tired of hammock camping in the winter. It was too cold, upgraded to a tent where I could put, like, a heater and stuff, cot, be comfortable. And then from there, kind of have been on enough trips now where I'm like, bears are a real thing. Bears are out there. Cougars um coyotes there have been many nights here in in indiana and hoosier national forest where i've even been with my kids and like we'll just in the middle of the night we just hear like 20 30 coyotes moving around outside the tent and so i moved to a rooftop tent right um and so then that's kind of been the evolution of that gear where sleeping is concerned so um and i know a lot of people that have evolved past a rooftop tent and back down to the ground like there are a lot of people that they just don't like having to get it up and down and in and out of their rooftop tent so they just get really nice ground tents right so It's all about like your personal preferences is about what you want to do, what your goals are, kind of your environment. So if you're out West, you know, like maybe a hammock is great for you year round because you don't really get winter like we do here. Um, So but the evolution of gear is a personal evolution, right? Like it's it's personal stuff that you're going to go through based on your experiences. Um, But it's so much fun, right? Like it's just so neat to sort of see that evolution. So my first cooler was like the old cooler that we had had for years and years. It wasn't a rotiform cooler. It wasn't a fancy cooler. It was just what I had, which is a great way to start. I'm not poo-pooing on that idea. Like if you've got stuff, go with what you've got and then learn what you need from there. That's the best way to learn. Go out there, try your gear out, see what the shortfalls are. Do you lose ice too quick and then your food goes bad? Do you, you know... Is it not big enough? Do you need a larger one? Do you have a really big cooler that's an old school one that doesn't hold ice very well, but that's way too big? Like the first time I went, it was like, you know, one of those big chest coolers. And I had like hot dogs and some mustard and like a couple drinks. And it was, I couldn't even fill the bottom of the cooler. And it took up a ton of room in the back of the truck. But it's what I had. I went on a trip and then I was like, yeah, I need a smaller cooler and it needs to hold ice better, right? Um, So then from there, then I moved up to a more expensive cooler that was Better. It was still pretty cheap. It was like $50, $60 cooler, um, which is more than zero, right? So I had to spend that money. But I upgraded to a, a newer cooler that did hold ice better, but it was still huge. So then from there I went and I got a smaller cooler that was a rotiform cooler that's really high quality, holds ice really well, and is really nice, but it's smaller, right? And it fits my thing. But I it fits my truck. It fits with the rest of my gear. Like, it took me a couple years to get to that point. Um, so again, where we're going with this is the evolution, right? Like, the best thing to do is start with what you've got. Get out there, test it out, and then learn from there. As you learn, what you need size wise on a cooler, ice holding wise on a cooler. If you're only ever going on one or two day trips, you don't need to spend $800 on a super fancy Yeti cooler. You could get something that's less expensive, like a Walmart Ozark Trails cooler that's also rotoformed and works just just as well, right? Maybe you need a bigger one. Maybe you need a smaller one. All those things come in, but the evolution of that gear is really fun. Um, same with like gear storage. So, like, I started out with, like, a backpack that I had in, like, some Tupperware bins that, like, we stored Christmas decorations in. And I started to pack those things up so that I could easily load up the truck. And then from there, I was like, I'm going to buy some dedicated bins that I can just store the stuff in when I'm not camping. So I upgraded to the Plano crates that I've used before. I'll put a description or a link in the description below to those. But they were great, and they're dedicated, and I've still got them. I still keep a lot of my extra gear in the garage and stuff in those bins. But then from there, I was like, okay, I'm, you know, I have another car now, my, my rig, my Xterra is not my daily necessarily. I'm going to build a drawer system. So I actually built a full-time, like permanently, semi-permanently installed drawer system that's in the back. That's awesome. I've got all this stuff. I know exactly where everything is. Everything has a place. Um... But so for me, that makes sense because I use that truck as a, like an adventure mobile, right? Like I take that to go out on trips. Um, but for you, it may not make sense, right? You may evolve different directions, but that's how I evolved. Um, and then even the rooftop tent was a part of that evolution for gear storage too, where like once I put the drawers in and they were semi-permanent, that I lost a lot of that storage for the Plano crates. Then I'm like, okay, now I have, you know, memory foam mats. I have sleeping bag. I have a wool blanket. I have a pillow. I have all this stuff. But if I do a rooftop tent, then I can store all that stuff up there, and that frees up more room. So the rooftop tent is actually even part of my gear storage as well. Um, And so I learned all that stuff slowly as I evolved, right, as as an overlander. Um, And then even, this is kind of funny, but even the toilet situation, right? Like, my toilet situation has changed. When I first started, I didn't even think about it. I just went out in the woods, and I'm like, okay, I brought toilet paper. Okay, I guess i got to lean against a tree. And then you do that, and you're like, okay, this is not as much fun. Like, I don't enjoy this. I'm an upgrade, and I bought a five gallon bucket. But then I was like, ugh, these toilet seats are like 20, 30 bucks. Like, I can make that out of a pool noodle. I watched a YouTube video, right? Take a pool noodle, put it around the edge. Tried that. Pain in the butt to get it to hold still. Not super comfortable. So then I ended up buying a toilet seat for the five-gallon bucket. But then again, space requirements, right? Like it, a five-gallon bucket takes up a lot of room. So then I finally evolved to where I use a turbo toilet, which is like, I'll put a link to this down below too, but like a foldable, collapsible toilet that takes up almost no room. Um, so again, it's neat to see that, right? That progression from the beginning to, to where you get eventually. Um, and I do feel like some of these things are finite, right? So I want to bring that up for you guys too. Like it's not like I'm going to continually be buying new gear to replace stuff all the time. Like most of them hit a max point where it's like, oh, okay, now I've figured out the toilet situation. I am completely happy with it. I'm done, right? It's sort of the same with like I have found a really good sleeping bag that was not that expensive that works great. And I can sleep in zero degree, negative five, negative ten degree weather with that and a wool blanket and be fine, I'm not going out and buying a bunch of new stuff like that. I'm just keeping the stuff that I've got and I'm reusing it, right? Until it wears out. Um, so that was kind of the evolution of gear piece. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, so then third, the evolution of my rig, right? And I, th- I think a lot of you guys, especially my regular followers, have probably seen a lot of this, but it is funny, like even even in short intervals, even in like last month, I look back at pictures I took on a trip a month ago and I look at pictures now and I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't have the rooftop tent up there. Oh, yeah, I didn't have those lights on the truck. Oh, yeah, I didn't have the you know the vinyl on the door or whatever it is, right? Like there's – I'm constantly evolving it and I think that's a lot of the fun, right? And that's – I think most people that are overlanders are probably to some degree car people like – I think most overlanders, even the ones that that pay for a lot of their stuff, they still enjoy vehicles. They still like to have something that's custom. They like to have something that's different from everybody else's, right? So that's been really the fun part for me, is like from buying a stock Xterra four years ago to where it is now with like mud terrains on steel wheels, with two and a half inches of lift and sliders and armor and you know the big do-it-yourself rooftop tent on top and the awning and four you know halogen bright lights on the top and a couple of ditch lights and upgraded led headlights and fog lights and you know the rear cladding removed and just all the stuff the drawer system inside of it right like all that stuff the evolution of the vehicle has been one of the most fun things that i've i've gotten to do is is just building it right and now i've kind of gotten to a point where like i'm shocked to find out that people are like wow your rig is really cool and i'm like oh i've always just looked at it as a piece of junk that I wanted to make a little bit better or do something that no one else has done just to be different, right? Just to be cool in my own mind. And then it's kind of neat to see that like other people are like responsive to that, right? They're receptive to that. They're like, your your truck's really cool. I really dig what you've done with it. And and then you meet other people that have done cool stuff to their rigs that are totally different than yours. And it's like, you just evolve and you learn and you grow with these other people and then you get to see what they've done. And it's just, there's something super, super fun about that. Um, So, you know, Pick your vehicle based on your biases, based on your brand that you like. Just because I'm a Nissan guy, I recommend them. I think they're great vehicles. I think they're a great value. If you're a Toyota person, though, go get a Forerunner, Get a Tacoma. Get whatever you want, right? Get something that you think is cool. Get a Subaru, Um Pick your rig and then think about what your goals are and think about what you want to do to make it reach those goals, right? Like I, with my truck, I started with a stock Xterra with the intention of lifting it and making it super capable and super tough and armored up so that I wouldn't have to worry about breaking down on a trail. And, I, and then my goal is literally to go like water crossings, you know, super rocky trails and things like that. Like I want to do the challenging stuff. I, for me, I don't want to do as much of just like the gravel road sightseeing kind of stuff. I wanna go like trail riding. I wanna go spend 10, 12 hours during a day doing some technical, fun, crazy trails and overcoming some amazing obstacles and then get to camp and tell stories with my buddies, right? Like, hey, here, did you see that part when I got stuck? Or thanks for helping me out on that thing. You know, like that's the kind of the stuff that I wanna do and that's the way I've built my rig. Um, But again, like now I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, I get 13 or 14 miles to the gallon in this thing. Like if I bought a Subaru Outback, and lifted it a couple inches and put some mts on it or some ats on it you know and done some cool stuff i could probably get 25 30 miles to the gallon and most of the time i'm on the highway anyways right like if i'm going to go to west virginia like i did a year or two ago it's 10 hours to get there and then i was there for three days and then it's 10 hours to get back like it almost makes more sense to for me to just have something that gets better gas mileage right so again there's all that stuff to think about and that's the fun of evolving your rig right pick it for whatever reasons, you know, you, you're daily and you want something that's super reliable and gets good gas mileage. Subaru, good good option. Um, but seeing the, the rig evolve is definitely super fun. So I wanted to touch on that as well. All right, so then last but not least, um, I wanted to kind of finish up with talking about the evolution of kind of my love for overlanding, right? So not to get too squishy again. I know I've been doing that a lot recently. But, you know, with the skills combined with the gear combined with the rig, like as I've grown all that stuff... I find myself wanting to go overlanding or camping as much as possible, like even more and more and more. Um, and as your gear gets better, as your your skills get better, it's it's kind of like building a vocation, right? It's like it, I imagine that it's like when if you were the first time that you ever built something out of wood, right? And you're like, oh, I hated it, and it was terrible, and it was really hard, and I just I didn't do a good job, and it wasn't, you know, it's just I built a table, but it sits crooked and it's not level, and I, I just didn't really like it. But then like a year later, maybe you've built a few more things and you're like, okay, well, this is all right. Like this is pretty fun. And then like five years later, 10 years later, people are asking you to build them stuff, right? They're asking you to make stuff for them and then you love it. Then you're like super into it. You've got the tools, you've got the right stuff, you know what I mean? Like then you, you're set. So yeah, so I mean just like that woodworker, right? Like it's just the more that you get the knowledge, the more that you get the skills, the more that you get the gear and the rig built up. Then the more fun that overlanding becomes. So, again, looking back on the beginning when I'm like struggling with, you know, getting these Tupperware bins out and I don't, I didn't really know how to organize my gear and I'm like digging through stuff to try and find the one thing that I need. And I can't tell you how many early trips I went on, I couldn't even find the stuff I wanted. Like, I would take everything with me and then I'd get there and it would be nighttime and it'd be dark and it'd be cold. And I'm like, I don't even know where my hot hands are now to like keep my hands warm tonight. I'm just gonna have to suffer it out in the truck or whatever, right? And then it's just, you know, as you evolve more and more, then it gets to be more and more fun. So now, like I've mentioned throughout this video, like now I can cook better stuff. I can take more food because I have a fridge freezer. I can go more places because my rig's more capable, has a bigger lift, has more, you know, uh, appropriate tires with mud-terrain tires. I sleep better because I'm up in a rooftop tent. I'm off the ground. I'm away from the bugs. I'm away from the, the animals. Um, it's a tent, so I can keep it warm just like I could with my ground tent, but now I'm up off the ground. Um, it's easy to to set up. It's easy to tear down. It saves me time at camp. Um, so I can, I've literally built and evolved my skills, my gear, and my rig all in conjunction to get to this. And I won't say it's the, the peak, Right. I'll always continue to evolve. I'll learn more stuff. I'll get better gear. You know, at some point this truck's gonna die. I'm gonna get a different vehicle. I'm gonna have to think about what I want to replace it with when that happens. Um, but like the main thing I think is the longer that I do overlanding, the more that I that I do it, the more that I learn, the better the gear that I get, the more I want to do it, the more that I love it. Um, so I hope that's the same for you guys, right? Like I hope that especially if you're new don't go out and just have like one bad trip and and call it a day right because i promise you is the more that you go and the more that you learn the the better it's going to get right the more fun it's going to get and again my trips now are night and day difference like so much more fun than they first were where i was eating crappy food and like didn't have the right gear and it just it just wasn't as much fun so stick with it keep watching youtube channels. subscribe to this channel if you haven't already um Also, if you're not following me, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Come over there because that's where a lot of the conversations happen. That's where a lot of the photography goes, the chats and things happen. Um, I'm also on all major podcast channels. So if you're not listening to this on the podcast already and watching it on YouTube, go over and search for All Things Overlanding on podcast or look in the, the description down below for a link or vice versa. If you're on the podcast go over and look for the YouTube link and come subscribe on YouTube because there's you know video versions of these that come out. I also do a bunch of like Xterra type stuff, gear reviews, things like that that don't make it to the podcast or on YouTube. Um, so again, I hope that that was helpful for you guys. I enjoy making this content. I enjoy talking to you guys. Um, so thanks for watching the video. Um, also, if you're looking for gear, if you're looking for stuff, check out the uh, partners in the description down below. And also, I have patches and I have stickers. So. If you scroll down to about the middle of the paragraph down below, you'll see a link to the store. If you want any stickers or patches, I'd be happy to send them to you. So definitely check that out as well. So that's going to wrap it up for this week's podcast slash vlog. But thank you guys for listening. Thanks for watching. And we'll see you next week.